Amen. Amen. Come on, bless the name of the Lord right where you are. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be lifted up. Amen. We serve an awesome, amazing, mighty, outstanding, wonderful God. And we thank him for who he is and all he is in our lives. Amen. Well, I thank God for the space and this opportunity to stand before you and deliver the word of God. I never take this lightly. Amen. And I'm grateful for a pastor who trusts me to stand before you and, and deliver the word. Amen. So trust me, if, if I say something I ain't supposed to, he's going to let me know. Amen. And I thank God for that. Amen. Amen. So um, today, 2 Corinthians 13 and 5 is our scripture. Amen. But listen, before we get started, I need you to grab a mirror. I need you to grab a mirror. I need you to find a mirror in your house and grab it. Amen. And I see you. I don't see you, but I see you sitting there not moving. Amen. But I need you to get up and grab your mirror. Amen. Go grab it. You know where it's at. It's in the hair basket sitting on the dresser or next to the dresser. It might be in your bathroom, in the drawer, under the sink. Amen. Somewhere you got a little mirror you can grab. Amen. And you can, you can, <laughs> amen, grab that mirror wherever you're at, amen. If you don't have one, just sit in your bedroom or something. I don't know. Just take a mirror, amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But we're going to read from 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, the 5th verse. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, amen. Well, I'll show Miss Church because I was so about to say, stand when you find it, amen. <laughs> Amen. And it reads, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. Amen. 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 Listen, you may have your seat <laughs> in the house of the Lord. I'll just pretend this morning. Amen. Amen. But, well, if you're watching this, you made it to December. That in itself Thank is a praise. Yes. That in itself is enough. I can put the mic down and just go shout because I made it to December. Yes. Thank you, Lord. The last month of this trash of a year. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm not supposed to say that because I'm a preacher or whatever. But you know what? This year sucks. This is a terrible, terrible year. But even in a trash year, we have to be able to see the bad and the good things. It's important to be optimistic in your life, amen. And that's why I'm grateful for the series that we're in. 2020 taught me. 2020 taught me. And if we're honest, we can, we can all say that 2020 taught us a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes, it did. It taught us quite a bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. 2020 taught me that some people really don't like their spouses. Amen. <laughs> you really find out how you feel about someone when you are stuck in the house with them day in and then day out. Uh huh. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. I found out... 2020 taught me that everything isn't necessary. All right. I was spending so much money on unnecessary things. Mm -hmm. 
I can just take a moment and pat myself on the back because I was spending over $100 a month on haircuts for me and my son. But I said, you know, I'm going to invest in myself and pull up these YouTube videos and I, I learned how to, to, to cut good enough, amen, good enough. I can't start no business or nothing, amen. But I can do good enough for me and my son putting that money back in our pocket, amen. Right. Hallelujah. That's a shout right there. <laughs> I learned that I spent too much money on fast food. Because around when this first started, everything just stopped. We ain't, we ain't eating nothing. It could be COVID on your Happy Meal box. So we're not getting no Happy Meals. Amen. All right, you're telling the truth. <laughs> so I realized that, man, you start looking at your bank account, I got a little more money than I would normally have. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. Spending too much money. I learned that people are even more ignorant than I thought. Why am I getting in trouble today? It's okay. It's okay. Because some folks think that wearing a mask is taking away their freedom. They feel like you're, they, if, if you make me wear a mask, you're taking my freedoms away. And when I hear taking freedom away, I think of slavery. It's just me, I guess. Maybe that's me. But if, if that's your version of, of slavery, go ahead. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. So I learned quite a bit. But here's one of the biggest things that I've learned. All right. I've learned what it means to be essential. Well. Yeah. I learned that food is essential. Uh, I learned, hey amen, for, for me, hey amen. I learned that emergency services are essential. Right. Mental health is essential. essential. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But, but that's not all, nor is it the biggest essential that we have. I learned that a personal relationship well. with God is yes. extremely yes essential yes. it's a must it's a must even more essential than the workers that got to stay employed during the pandemic mm -hmm. more essential than toilet tissue by the way what was that about what was that about does anybody know Anybody can answer. If you know, put it in the chat. Don't really put it in the chat, but put it in the chat. If you know what, like, does COVID give you the runs or something? Is there something that I don't know about that, that causes? I don't, I don't get it. Hey, man. We was going crazy over some toilet tissue. <laughs> but growing up in church, I always knew that it was important to have a personal relationship with God. I always knew it was essential. But it hits so different when you can't go to church. When you can't go to church. And how many times have we said, man, I can't wait to get to church uh, because these folks in my job getting on my nerves. I can't wait to get to church because these folks in my house, I can't, I can't handle it. I need to get to some peace. I need to get to some joy or something. I can't, I can't wait to get to church. How many times have you said, I can't wait till I can hear Sister Greta tickle them keys and sing me happy. I can't wait to hear the praise team go. How many times have you said, I hope Pastor do his good preaching today because I need a word from the Lord. How many times have you said it? But now everything's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know you're still getting a word. You still get to hear the praise team and everything. But it's not the same. If you're being honest, you can admit it's, it's, not, it's not the same. The church had a way of making us feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something yeah. about being around the believers and yes. crying out to God together. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But you can still achieve that peace. Yes, you can. You can still have your burdens lifted. Thank you. you see, it wasn't the other people that did that for you. It was the presence of the Lord. Yes. 
It wasn't sitting next to your neighbor and having them tap you every time pastor said, tap your neighbor and tell them. It wasn't that that gave you the peace and the freedom and the joy and the restoration. It was the presence, the presence. of the Lord. So 2020 taught me that I have to be able to get to God, not just for myself, but by myself. Hmm. By myself. And in order to do that, my relationship with God has to be on point. On point. So 2020 taught me to check the, check the mirror. Check the mirror. Come on, put it in the chat. Check the mirror. Check, check the, the mirror. mirror. Excuse me. Why? Because even though the church doors are closed, my relationship with God must stay open. Stay open. Sick. Even though the church doors are closed, my relationship with God must stay open. open. Newsflash, you are still required to live holy in spite of a pandemic. Well. Somebody may not have realized that. You may think that COVID got Jesus on break. But you're still required to live holy in spite of a pandemic. Holiness ain't gone nowhere. Right. See, the problem is some of us think that the church is responsible for making us live right. Mm -mm. <laughs> Not so. Not so. Not so. Let me get to the text before I get in trouble. Amen. So Paul has been dealing with the Corinthian church for quite a while now. And this letter he's writing, he's writing it before he gets there for his third time, his third visit to Corinth. And Paul is concerned about them really living right. He is concerned about their relationship with God. So if we can revisit that text real quick, I'm going to read it from the Message Bible version. It says, test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. You need firsthand evidence, not mere hearsay, that Jesus Christ is in you. That Jesus Christ is in you. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. <laughs> See, Paul isn't dealing with non-believing sinners. He's not dealing with just anybody here. He's dealing with folks that are claiming salvation. So the call isn't to check for salvation. Paul knows they believe. But to check for Jesus' presence within, which is the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. So it's good to claim salvation, but God wants you to live bearing his fruits. Live bearing his fruits. He wants you to live bearing his fruits. Now watch this. If the Holy Spirit is working in you, you will produce fruits. The book of Galatians, the fifth chapter, 22nd, 23rd verse says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. So you are checking yourselves for these fruits of the Spirit. Seems simple, right? Well, I love Dr. Tony Evans' definition of these. Love, it says, to seek another person's good especially when that person can do nothing for you in return. Mm. It's about to get heavy in here, amen. Yeah. 
and, and, and these are going to be on the screen because I want you to write them down, screenshot them, whatever, because check the mirror. Check the mirror. I hope you grabbed your mirrors, but check the mirror and understand the definition of love. It says to seek another person's good, especially when that person can do nothing for you in return. And I can tell you right now, it's folks out here not doing this. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. Why? Because they're not wearing a mask. <laughs> They're not wearing a mask. And what's sad is there are a lot of people not wearing masks that are proclaiming salvation. They're proclaiming to be Christians. They, they say that they are serving Jesus, but they won't do something that inconveniences them, but benefits everybody else. All right. But this is about checking yourself. But I, I just wanted to, you know, put that out there. Amen. Amen. Joy. Joy. Joy says this. The settled celebration of the soul within us, even when circumstances don't make us happy. Whoa. Come on here. Come on. Check the mirror. Check the mirror. I hope you're looking in your mirror. Have you had joy since this pandemic started? Have you had joy since this pandemic started? Is the fact that your soul is saved enough for you to celebrate life in spite of our present condition? Well. Somebody say, do you have joy? Peace. Peace results when strife gives way to harmony. Or, or I'll say, when conflict gives way to peace. Well, check your mirror. Check your mirror. When can, <clears throat> excuse me, we can use the word conflict to accurately describe 2020. Come on. But trusting God and allowing him to have his way in your life will give you peace in the midst of strife. Peace in the midst of mess. Peace in the midst of everything going on in your life. This one's harder for me. Patience. <laughs> Patience says to be long-suffering instead of short-tempered. And I don't even want to check the mirror for this one. You can, though. Go ahead, check it. Amen. But watch this. Having patience shows God that you trust him. Having patience shows God that you trust him. There is, there, there, what other way to compliment your Savior than to step back and say, I know you got it, God. I know you got it, God. There's nothing, there's no better compliment to come from my children when, when, when somebody hurts themselves and they run to me and they're crying and, ah, oh, my hand, my hand, my hand. I pick them, pick them up, put them on my lap, and it seems like as soon as I grab where it hurts, they just calm down. And a, a peace comes over them and they're patient. All of a sudden, now they want to listen. You want a Band-Aid? Yes, yes, I want a Band-Aid. <laughs> Patience. All right. Kindness. Help rather than hurt. Lord, have mercy. Check the mirror. Check the mirror. You should choose the action that helps you or helps the situation rather than hurts it or makes it worse. Yeah, yeah, this is evidence of Jesus living inside of you. You don't have to respond to everybody that talk about you. Mm 
Uh, you don't have to hurt those that seek to hurt you. And that's evidence of Jesus living inside of you. The next one's goodness. It says virtuous acts and attitudes that advance the kingdom of God and benefits others. Let me say that again. Virtuous acts and attitudes that advance the kingdom of God and benefits others. Check the mirror. Check the mirror. Because this one, this one hit me. Because in times like these, I don't know about you, but in times like these, it's not easy to think about benefiting other people. It's just not. <clears throat> it's easy to allow the kingdom to take a back seat to our family needs, to the needs of the, the ones around us, the immediate needs of the ones that we love and care about. But the word of God says to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. Goodness. Goodness. Faithfulness is simply dependability. Now this one gets deep, this one gets hard, but look in your mirror, stare into it, and ask yourself this. Can God depend on me? Mm. Can God right. depend on me? If, if we are the church and a physical extension of his body. Can he depend on us to move when he needs us to move? Can he depend on us to speak when he needs us to speak? Can we depend on him to be quiet when he needs us to be quiet? Can God depend on us? Gentleness, which is tenderness and submission to God. Check the mirror. Check the mirror, tenderness and submission to God. Are we prideful when it comes to our lives? Do we feel that we are better than somebody else? Check the mirror. And self-control. Self-control. Saying no to sin and yes to God. Check the mirror. Check it. Check it. Look yourself in the eyeballs. Do it. Understand that saying no to sin mm -hmm. is not the same as saying yes to God. After saying no to sin daily, saying yes to God is allowing him to have his way in your life. To have his way in your life. Yeah, you can get up every day and say, I'm not going to sin today. I'm going to refrain. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But are you going to say yes to God? Are you going to say, but God, in, in lieu of me not sinning, I ask that you have your way in my life. Okay. So that was, that was rough, right? That wasn't easy. But it's necessary. necessary. It's necessary. And Paul was stressing the importance of self-assessment in this text. You have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself, does my life match my profession? Does my life match my profession? Excuse me. Does my life match my profession? When life hits, does my response show the fruits of the Spirit? When issues happen and arise in my life, which they will if they haven't yet, can you tell that I'm living holy? We have to ask ourselves, do you recognize Jesus in your life? 
And I love where Paul says, and he's kind of being sarcastic in the text, when he says, surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. Surely you know Jesus is not only everywhere, but if you profess this life that he's living on the inside of you. But do we realize that? Do we realize that? We have to ask ourselves, am I taking advantage of my relationship with God? This lifestyle comes with benefits. My God, you have direct access to the creator of the universe. I'll say it again. You have direct access to the creator of the universe. You have direct access to the creator of the universe. Whatever you go through, God has equipped you to handle it. Are you taking advantage of your relationship with God? Hallelujah. So why is all this important? Because we have all felt the effects of not being able to assemble in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have. If we're being honest, we have all felt the effects of not being able to get to church. But it's important that we realize that God is still just as real and just as able as he always was. He's just as real and just as able as he always was. He's still in control. He's still on the throne. We have to realize that COVID doesn't hinder God's ability. So don't let it hinder your faith. We have to realize that not <clears throat> assembling doesn't cripple God's power. So don't let it cripple your prayer life. Right. All right. See, quarantine does not change the fact that our Savior lives. So don't let it keep you from letting God work through you daily. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. So how do I apply this to my life? How do I apply this to my present situation? You have to do what Paul said in the message version of our text. Paul says, test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. Do something about it. Do something about it. Ask yourself, how's your prayer life? How's your prayer life? Do something about it. Do something about it. And I'm reminded of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Because I know... You know, you think about your life and your present troubles and everything you're going through, and it's a, it's a struggle to look in the mirror and ask yourself these questions because all of us fall short. Right. All of us fall right. short. Right. And it's a struggle to kind of to check yourself and make sure you're doing the things that you're supposed to do. But if Jesus can do it, well, what are you talking about, sir? If you look in the book of Matthew, the 26th chapter, 38th through the 43rd verse, it says, he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Mm -hmm. Stay here and keep watch with me. And at this point, Jesus, he, he was just betrayed. He's being hunted and, and, and all, all for who he is. So, so, so imagine, imagine Jesus who's been ministering for a few years now. Imagine Jesus who's been healing and, 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 and prophesying and, and doing all these amazing, wonderful things that the Father is telling him to do is now being, being hunted and sought after for harm because of who he is and because he's doing what God says do. So imagine the pressure coming down on him. 
Verse 39, it says, he went up on a little further and, and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. And then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. Amen. He said to Peter, Peter, James, and John who were there, he says to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. The spirit is willing, but the body is, is weak. So, so here's Jesus. Here's Jesus. Here's Jesus who was, who, who is, who was crushed. He's crushed. He's feeling the, 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 the pressure and the weight. He's feeling the pressure and the weight of the crucifixion that's coming because he knows what's coming, but, but he's asking God, he's asking his father, Lord, if this, if this, if there's another way we can do this, if there's another way we can get through this, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. Mm -hmm. If there's another way that we can do this. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine. Verse 42 says, then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, my father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. Your will be done. And he goes back again. He finds them sleeping. And I love how Luke, the 22nd chapter, the 30, the 33, no, 43 and 44th verse in the 22nd chapter of Luke, it says, then an angel from heaven appeared and strengthened him. Mm -hmm. He prayed more fervently and he was in such agony of spirit. Watch this, that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. This is our mighty, great, wonderful, perfect savior who was having a flesh moment. This is the one who gives us access to the throne, who is having a flesh moment. So don't be down on yourself for having a flesh moment, but have enough sense like our Savior had to turn your face to the ground hmm. and to go up to heaven and say, God, I need you now. Yes. God, I need you now. Lord, I'm suffering in this area. God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go this route. But if it's your will, God, if it's your will, I'll do it, and God will give you strength. No, you're not preparing to go to the cross. You might just be struggling with something. But that that you're struggling with is preventing the fruits of the Holy Spirit from being present in your life. I promise you, if you learn how to pray, I promise you, if you learn how to turn to the Lord and say, God, I'm struggling in this area, but I know you can help me. God, I don't, I don't know how to do this, but I know you can give me the strength yes. to check myself. Thank you, Lord. Picture our Savior having a life moment just like us, but knew that he had to check himself. We need to check ourselves to make sure that our everyday issues don't cloud God's purpose in our lives. Okay. We need to check ourselves to make sure that our everyday issues don't cloud God's purpose in our life. Please do not fail to act. You can read Galatians for yourself. If you are falling short in producing some of the fruits of the Spirit, do something about it. 
pray, fast, seek God. Do like the, do like the season saints say and, and say, search me, Lord. Turn the searchlight from heaven on my soul. If you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out, Lord, and strengthen me. I want to be right. I want to be saved. I got to be whole. I got to be whole. I got to be whole. Listen, do not wait for church to open to get yourself together. I see you. I see you. I hear you out there. Well, as soon as church opened up, I'm going to go back in there. I'm going to have elder pray for me. I'm going to lay before pastor. Pastor going to speak in tongue and, and do a whoosh over me. The usher's going to come and throw the, the blankets over me, and I'm going to get up and pay my tithes, and everything's going to go back to the way it used to be. But take responsibility for your relationship with God. Yeah. Listen, take responsibility for your relationship with God. That ain't pastor's responsibility. That ain't your friend's responsibility. Oh it's your responsibility. These people are in place for accountability. They are in place for direction and for sure. guidance. Yeah. But it's your responsibility to keep your relationship with God where it needs to be. And if we've never needed God before... My God today, and I know it's not easy, but God will give us strength. God will give us strength. I know it's not easy, but God will give us strength. So if you're listening to this today and you need some help to, to look in the mirror, it's not always easy. It's not always easy. And I know, I know for myself, I can remember times when I know I messed up and I know I shouldn't have done something that I did. When you go to the bathroom and you're washing your hands and you look at yourself in the mirror and it's like, man, I messed up. When you start reflecting on things that you've done, it's like, man, I, I knew better. I shouldn't have done that. Man, I, I, I shouldn't have went that direction. I knew that they shouldn't have came over there with me. I, I knew I shouldn't have got in the car. I, I knew, I knew I shouldn't have did this. It gets tough. But God will give you the strength. His grace is sufficient. And all he wants is for these fruits to be produced in your life in your life so we're going to pray amen that god gives us strength strength to be able to check ourselves uh-huh and not only that but strength to be able to act once we understand that there is something that is not what it should be amen heavenly father god we thank you god we thank you for your power in our lives god we thank you first for your, 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 your grace and your mercy for us. God, we thank you because you've never left us. You've never forsaken us. And we ask God that you forgive us for not being attentive to your word, for not being attentive to your will and your way in our lives. God, for a moment, it got crazy. Life went south for us, God. God, for a moment, we, we couldn't get to church. We couldn't get to, to, the, to the saints, God. It, it, everything went weird. God, for a moment, God, just folks seemed to go crazy in this world. And, and I got all about me, and I, I lost sight of you. I lost sight of your will for my life. But God, I ask right now that you help us turn to you, oh God. And help us produce the fruits that your spirit produces in our lives. 
It's in your son Jesus' name. We pray and we give thanks. We say amen. Amen. Hope well, again, I thank you so much for this time, this space, this opportunity to, to bring the word to you, oh God, to, to our people. And, and I ask right now that you just pray for me. Pray for my, my grandmother, if I could be selfish for a minute. Pray for my grandmother who's in, in, in Indianapolis. Um, she's needing to get better. Just, just lift her up. Just lift Betty Robinson up. Just say, God, fix it. God, do it. God, move. Amen. I thank you. Let's say amen to our pastor. Amen. Well